Hey, Salt Lake, at the risk of being too personal, is your mattress sagging? If you are rolling into a taco every night, I am begging you to visit your local mattress warehouse and just try something a little firmer. Your spine is the center of your being, and I don't just want you to have good posture. I want you to Disney princess your way around this city, flush with optimism from a good night's sleep. Visit mattresswarehouseutah.com to find the location nearest you. That's mattresswarehouseutah.com. Lead producer Emily Means is here because it is time for our weekly news roundup. Here's what went down in the city this week from a plan to reconnect downtown to an air quality intervention. It's Friday, March 3rd. I'm Ali Vallarta. This is CityCast. And here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Good morning, Emily Means. Good morning, Ali Vallarta. I want to waste no time getting into the news of the week. Do you know that Paul Russell song, Hallelujah? It's from like 2021. Um, is it the same like Hallelujah song that's been sung from Jeff Buckley, Jeff, Leonard Cohen? Uh, Jeff no, Buckley, it's, Leonard it's a rap Cohen? song. Okay, then no. <laughs> but there's this part in the song when he goes, Hey, yo, if your name is Emily, this part is for you. And that's what I heard in my head when I read this that's transit me. news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some federal funding for the Rio Grande plan? Boo, 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 boo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big. I'm excited about this. We got great city news this week. The U.S. Department of Transportation is giving Salt Lake City almost $2 million uh, to support planning analysis and prioritization of solutions to Salt Lake City's transportation infrastructure-related east-west divide. Wow. That's a big, that's, that's a big Talk mouthful. Talk dirty to me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but basically, Salt Lake City is getting funding to look into reconnecting the east and the west sides of the city, which are basically split in half by our railroad tracks as well as our big old highway I-15. Yeah. Pause. Pause. Because I do feel like I just want to say Salt Lake City does a really good job calling this our east-west divide. I would call it segregation. (laughs) Because we know why this has happened, right? Redlining policies, which is when the government basically determined that certain neighborhoods had a large number of black or Hispanic residents, so they withheld services. They considered them like risky investments. And that's how we end up with cities that have a divide, right, is because of redlining and institutional segregation. So I feel like... I want to say that because I think it makes this funding and this investigation into this problem actually even more exciting. Good work, Allie. Good work, (laughs) Allie Vallarta. Okay, carry on, carry on. All right, all right, all right. So what is so exciting about this funding is that they specifically mention the Rio Grande plan. And, you know, we mentioned... Pew, pew, pew. We mentioned the railroad tracks that people are always like getting stuck behind, you know, like 30 minutes for a damn freight train to pass through. <laughs> yeah. 
and you can't make your doctor's appointment yeah. or you're late to work. Or my step class at the Northwest Recreation Center. Totally, totally. Whatever it is that you're going from east to west of, uh, in the city. Basically, this plan would bury those railroad tracks so that we don't we don't have to get stuck at railroad crossings anymore. Mm-hmm. This is a great plan. It's citizen-led. We did a whole episode on the Rio Grande plan, which we can uh, link in our show notes. We would love for you to go back and listen. It's so it's so interesting this idea, and it it's not like impossible. We've seen Denver do this. Like these are real things that we can do to uh, change our city for the better. And I just think it's pretty neat that we've got a little bit of money to explore what this could really look like. Yeah, I also think it's interesting when the city is like, oh, the state doesn't want to give us more money to find solutions in its capital city. Okay, we'll ask the Fed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mayor Pete. Yeah, thanks, Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete, who is also the Secretary of Transportation, former presidential candidate. Boy, I bet Mayor Erin Mendenhall is now glad that she endorsed Mayor Pete for president. (laughs) It It helps to have friends, okay? It helps to have friends. The other thing about this plan, the Rio Grande plan that I think is interesting, first of all, that was like one of our most popular shows because I think people are just really interested in solutions and big ideas for this city, which says a lot about how cool and interesting our listeners are. But also, there was a story in KPCW by Parker Malatesta. In Park City, they're already starting to like gobble up this Rio Grande plan because they're wondering if if something like this got funded, could it be a solution to Park City's transit problems? And basically, like, could from the Rio Grande station in like what I guess we would call like West Downtown Salt Lake, could we build two new rail lines branching out from there, one that goes all the way to Tooele and one that goes all the way up to Park City? So basically a train up going Harley's up canyon. canyon, hot, I'm oh. into it. These are, oh. I think that's a fun idea. And like, we know that Park City is always ready to embrace public transit. I think they have like a fantastic bus system. So yeah, I think it's interesting that like other municipalities are already kind of like, they're opening the blinds and peering at the Rio Grande plan too and saying like, okay, you you guys, let's talk about what this could mean for us. Let's be serious about this. Um, maybe we'll talk about this more down the road, but Park City has been entertaining the idea of a train up Parley's Canyon for a very long time. I think it's, it usually comes down to train or gondola. Train or gondola. So, uh, you know, if this has planted the seed in people's minds that getting a, a commuter line up Parley's Canyon might be possible, I think that's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's been pointed out that like these are pie in the sky ideas and like building a train at Parley's would be a massive effort. But I don't know. We were like building trains through canyons 100 years ago. So I feel like we could probably do it now. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably possible. Okay, more exciting news which is Governor Cox basically called up the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and said, U.S. magnesium is polluting our air too much, and we'd like you to basically put some restrictions on how much they can do it by creating what's called a non-attainment zone. So basically, like, can you guys make it clear that they are not meeting minimum requirements for air quality? I love your Governor Cox voice. Hey, guys, can you just make it clear? Hey, guys, (laughs) um, go Jazz. I made you some cookies. I hope you're cool with this idea. But here's what I'm thinking. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's it's a good thought. It's a good thought, Governor Cox. We're into it. We are into it. It is a bold and handsome move from the governor on air quality, which is an issue that stresses us all out on the daily. One of the reasons that I laugh about this story is because, if you'll remember, in January 2023, Attorney General Sean Reyes filed a lawsuit against the EPA for overreach. Oh. And the Attorney oh, General oh, oh. basically works for the governor. Like the Attorney General is the basically well, the lawyer for the governor. Governor's office. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's funny how much Utah leaders like playing by their own rules. Like we are currently suing the EPA for overreach and we would also like them to overreach on just this one thing. Yeah. What did you did, what did you say? This is a bold and handsome move. A bold and handsome move. A bold and handsome move. This is really a bold move. And yeah, it is confusing because the state goes back and forth all the time on when they want the federal government to intervene. And this is really important because U.S. magnesium, which is, I think, like the largest producer of magnesium in the country. Uh, by the way, magnesium in everything, cell phones, laptops, blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's like really important to us economically, right? And so for the governor to be like, wow, U.S. magnesium, you emit a lot of pollutants and our air quality is famously bad in this area where you operate, I think really uh, admirable that he wants to bring them into this non-attainment area so that we can, you know, force them to reduce their emissions. So go Governor Cox, we're into it. And, you know, if it means that you're gonna get into a little fight with US Mag, just know that we're, we're on your team, okay? Yeah. I just wish I was in the room when Michael Stanley Reagan, the head of the EPA, got a call and was like, Linda, you'll never guess who's on the phone. <laughs> It is the state of Utah, and they want more from us. What is it with these people? You can never please them. Do you think they'll pull the lawsuit? Ay, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is good news for us and our lungs. It is good news for us and for our lungs. Speaking of Governor Cox and all the things that are sitting on his desk, I do want to acknowledge that today is the last day of the legislative session. Tonight, when the clock strikes midnight, right? Is it a clock yep. strikes midnight thing? Yeah. Yeah, they all turn into pumpkins afterwards. It's called sign die, which basically means the end. <laughs> it means the end. It's over. The end. So we're not talking about the legislature on this roundup this week because once they quote unquote wipe the board, there's like this period of time where literally anything could happen and that's going to be tonight. And so next week we are going to cover everything the legislature did that impacts your life extensively. But like we're not getting into the bills that Cox is going to be busy signing this weekend, et cetera, et cetera, because this like 24, 48 hour period is a tried and true rodeo. So oh, yeah. just putting that out there. And Emily, this being, as we've discussed, one of your first legislative sessions, not being a political reporter, you're looking pretty unscathed, friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was talking with uh, Fox 13 reporter Ben Winslow, just like checking in, seeing how he's doing. I yeah. think he's one of the hardest working reporters up on the Hill, somehow manages to be in every single committee hearing all at once. No, he is like got a Hermione Granger, like like time stopper or something like yeah he's i don't know i don't know how he does it but he was like oh yeah i'll probably be working until 4 a.m on saturday and i was like 
Oh, Ben, thank you for your service to the community. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the reporters who've been up on the hill from the Tribune, Desert News, KUER, so many more wonderful news organizations that we have here. They've really been through the ringer this session, just as they are every single legislative session. So we just want to want to wish them a good night's sleep. Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmon's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's hot cross buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's. Okay, I want to give this is like a a really kind of small but also big piece of news that I want to share with folks and with you, Emily, which is that, again, we're not going into the legislature right now, but abortion on the mind in this state. And there's a big abortion bill that's kind of like roaming around the ledge right now, of course, Utah has a trigger law, which would ban abortions in our state if it's implemented. And I think for a lot of Salt Lakers, like one of the things that is sort of in the back of people's minds is like, if we do completely ban abortion healthcare in this state, like what are, what is the plan, right? And like, are there entities that are making a plan? And so I found out something really interesting this week related to that that I want to share, which is, Planned Parenthood of Marmonte, which is actually a California-based Planned Parenthood, they currently operate one clinic in Reno, Nevada. Um, They are seeking a conditional use permit for a safe haven abortion clinic in West Wendover. And this Tuesday, March 7th, the West Wendover City Council in Nevada is reviewing this request. So I think this is big news for Salt Lakers because this would be the closest abortion clinic to Salt Lake if abortion is banned in Utah. And so I'm keeping an eye on this. Mm -hmm. A two-hour drive down uh, I-80 West? Two hours for me, probably two and a half hours for you, Emily. (laughs) Oh, wow. That could be a really needed resource for Mm -hmm. Salt Lakers, Allie. I think that's information that a lot of Salt Lakers might find valuable. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that and see how that evolves. Mm-hmm. One more thing that I want to tell you about, Emily, that I've been kind of obsessing over. So, of course, this week we aired our three mayoral related interviews on homelessness with two mayoral candidates and our current mayor, Aaron Mendenhall. And everyone should listen to those. Everyone just, should listen to just, those. Just saying. And 
I got to say hats off to you and producer Ivana Martinez for prepping me for those. We have spent late nights fact-checking those. Like so much work went into producing those interviews, and I hope that as a listener you feel served by them. Um, And we also would love your feedback on how you felt about them and whether you'd like to see more conversations like that on this show with electeds, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm thinking a lot about the Salt Lake County Council because one of the things that came up across all three of those conversations was – The city is a municipality within the county, and the county gets often a lot of resources from the federal government that it then directs to the city. And so city-county relationships are really important. Mm -hmm. And you and I talk about this on the show a lot, like, don't forget the county council, like, keep an eye on the county council. And they meet every Tuesday at 4 p.m. And this past Tuesday... They heard a resolution to provide $61,000 of operational Afghan resettlement support grant funds to Salt Lake City. So basically, the question was, Salt Lake County Council, would you like to give $61,000 to Salt Lake City to support Afghan refugee resettlement? Feels like a no-brainer. Feels like a no-brainer. It passed, but three council members voted against it without comment. Without comment. Without any sort of comment. So I emailed the three council members. They, by the time we're recording this, had not gotten back to me. I did tell them, give them like a bit of a deadline to get back to me in order for me to include their case in this episode. But they are council members Dia Theodore, council member Dave Alvord, and brand new council member Sheldon Stewart. And I'm just like, listen, the legislature makes such a fuss. The legislature uh-huh. is the haystack, and I feel like the county council is the needle. Like, they are just quietly have so much power over our city and in this state, and they no one is ever paying close enough attention to what they're up to. And that's basically how I feel. Okay, I gotta tell you, I think. Salt Lake City Mayor Erin Mendenhall is like pumping her fist listening. To yes, she is. <laughs> but yeah. Holly, that is really surprising for a couple of reasons. One, Republican-led Utah has made a name for itself as a place that wants to be welcoming to refugees. Mm-hmm. Like national headlines have been made around. Oh my this. god! So it's weird. The governor weird. wrote a letter. To the federal government being like, like, please, we want more refugees. Actually, we have this like humming economy. We have so many jobs we need people to fill. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre. The other thing about this is that I did a little bit of a little bit of Googling and it was last year, March 2022, that Salt Lake County received one hundred fifty thousand dollars of this of this specific funding for resettling Afghan refugees. So, like, we already got the money. There's precedent. Why wouldn't you just say, yeah, we should use that money for this intended purpose? Right, and what's the point in voting against it if you're not going to make some sort of, like, grandstandy speech? Exactly. Like, if you're not doing exactly. it to make a point. So what's the point? Whatever. E- email us and let us know, council members. Council members, we'd love to, we are we'd begging. love to hear from you. My goodness. All right. Okay. Allie, thanks for keeping us surprised on what's happening in our greater Salt Lake County. Well, you know, here for you, here for you. We we know that I get in trouble all the time because when I say Salt Lake, I'm thinking about the county. And when I say Salt Lake City, I'm thinking about the city. And so when I say things like 
I don't know, Dimple Dell is the crown jewel of Salt Lake. And people tweet at me and are like, that's not in Salt Lake City. I don't know. I just feel like maybe I think about the valley more than the rest of you. Yes. The Salt Lake <laughs> I Valley. I care about Harriman more than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should really look inside and do some of the work, okay? Local woman cares about Harriman. That's the headline. Okay, Emily Means, huge news for us girls who stay cold. Technically, meteorologically, Wednesday was the first day of spring. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. All I have is a tweet. How are you celebrating the start of spring? Well, I feel like I didn't celebrate winter at all. Yeah. And this is the hard thing. The bar like is low being... when you don't like going outside. When you don't like going outside. Just like not being a winter sports girly. Mm-hmm. Winter is pretty hard. Yeah. But now that the weather is warming up a little bit, is it? I don't know. At least the sun is shining sometimes. I think I'm going to try to do an outdoors thing. I was inspired by our newsletter editor, Therina Ria. She put together a guide on snowshoeing. And Allie, I actually have been snowshoeing before. Wow. Okay. Did you like it? I did like it. I find it 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 kind of boring. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I like to walk and snowshoeing is walking. (laughs) It's just walking on the snow. Yeah, it's like walking with cement shoes. It's like it's like walking, yeah. but like a mobster. It's like trying walking to kill you. with with um with flippers. With yes, flippers oh, that's on. exactly what it's like. Oh, it's I think it's fun and uh, hilarious, but it's like the only way I like to interact with winter. Um, so Tarina had suggested a couple of good places to go snowshoeing. She mentioned Donut Falls, up Big Cottonwood, Grandeur Peak, up Mill Creek. Um, But I really like going to the top of Main Street in Park City. Oh, yeah. Up there is Daly Canyon. And if you are flip-flopping around on your little snowshoes, you can see historic structures from Park City's silver mining days. Oh, wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, nice. That's how I'm going to celebrate. I think I'm going to actually go outside. What are you doing to celebrate spring? Well, you know, I've been kind of making a list. And... I was thinking that maybe I would celebrate the start of spring by driving my car into a local establishment. Because <laughs> apparently that's what's hot Your these least days. favorite sandwich that's shop by chance? That's what's hot these days. Apparently, you know, uh, if you haven't been following this, in the month of February, twice now, someone drove their car straight into a local establishment in Salt Lake. First, the Estee Pizza and Sugar House, and oh then most God. recently, a Subway and Holiday. So... I don't know. That could be like a fun way to just really kick off spring. But what I'm actually going to do is get a haircut. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to keep working out on my balcony. I'm going to keep going to the movies. I am going to the Real Salt Lake home opener next weekend. They're playing FC Austin. And that I think will be a really fun kind of spring feeling. Yeah. Especially if the weather's Good. I, they have the thing. They don't cover they? it. They the, yeah. Never mind. They cover it. They don't make you sit out there. But I will say our whole team is celebrating the start of spring and International Women's Day, which is this upcoming Wednesday, by doing a guest DJ set on KRCL. So you'll be able to hear us play songs from 4 to 5 p.m. We have to land on a theme. So if anyone has any good ideas, email us. Yes, this is going to be so cool. We love KRCL. Uh, I actually used to work at KRCL. It was an early part in my in my career, and 
I'm just excited to celebrate all of these great women on our team. Yeah. Plus, we're going to bump some good tunes. And then after that, I think I'm going to convince all of you to go to the Women's Day celebration at Evo and at the All Together Skate Park. Well, it'll be 5 p.m., so nearing my bedtime. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Speaking of which, I mean, I feel like it's time for you to get back in bed now. (laughs) Good idea. Let's call it. Emily Means, I'll see you Monday. See ya, Allie. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Emily Means. Our producer is Ivana Martinez. Our newsletter editor is Terina Ria. And our host is me, Ali Vallarta. Our theme music is by the fabulous local band, Mitochondria. We will be back Monday morning with more from around the city. Have a great weekend. Mayor Pete former presidential candidate, secretary of transportation, husband of Chasden, father of dog.